series, How to Launch a Creative Business. This week I'm going to be talking about being a multi-passionate creative entrepreneur. Um, and it's something that's really at the heart of what I've done over the last few years. And it comes up a lot with my coaching clients as well um, about things like changing direction, adding new services or products that people might not expect and so on. So welcome. Uh, as it's coming up for a year since I made big changes in my business from going from creating hand dyed silk ribbons to becoming a brand and product photographer alongside my existing business coaching services. I thought I would address some of the misconceptions around what it means to be a creative person in business and some of the hurdles we have to overcome when we decide to change direction, offer new services or have a switch into something entirely new. So I've had a lot of changes direction in my business, so I thought it would be really helpful to share my experiences with that and what I've learned along the way to make changing direction easier. So I thought I would start off with just giving you a little bit of an insight into all of the things that I've done. So I'm going to take a deep breath because it's quite a long list. So we've got wedding hire, wedding styling, silk ribbons, brand styling, branding, photography. Uh, And yes, I did. I loved all of them at the time that they were doing them, I was 100% in every time. Um, but I similarly, I don't have a single regret moving on into the new directions. So there's a lot of misconceptions. So I'm going to start with one of the big ones. Misconception number one, you should find your one niche and stick to it forever. So the world is full of mostly well-meaning people who will tell you that you should find your niche and stick to it. What they don't tell you is how to kind of manage that need for something more, for a different experience, for alternative ways to kind of showcase your artistic and creative abilities. Um, And most of the creative people, most of the creative entrepreneurs that I know are multi-passionate. They excel at more than one creative outlet. For instance, I've got friends who are graphic designers who are also amazing photographers. I know artists that also do beautiful cake designing. Um, You know, I know florists that are amazing painters and so on and so forth. And I think all too often they're kind of encouraged to see these extra skills as hobbies or something that they shouldn't focus on um, as a way to manage income, for instance. Uh, But I'm a really great believer in following your passions and what was right for us in that first few years of our business doesn't always mean that it has to be the right choice, you know, further down the line. Um, And sometimes we just exhaust exhaust ways of fulfilling our artistic abilities in one arena and the only way to feel truly fulfilled again is to begin something new. Um, whether that's alongside an existing business or as an additional income, you know, whether you do it as like some sort of transition or whether you have like a straight change. Um, You know, and I think creative people need to be just that creative. And if they struggle to be passionate about what it is that they're doing, it makes for a pretty miserable working life. And, you know, if you get to that point where, you know, you're not loving most of what you do most of the time, you know, you might as well return to your old corporate job, your old day job, you know, go and work for somebody else again, because, you know, we all know anybody that's run their own business, being an entrepreneur is bloody hard, you know, you know, and you have to really love what you're doing to make you want to get up and do it every day to put in those extra hours when you're building a business initially. And, um, you know, to, to have to put yourself on the line, you know, in a way that you never have to do when you're working for somebody else. Um, you know, and I think, you know, if we, we don't, really really love and connect with what we're doing then we're very unlikely to kind of get the success that perhaps we dreamed of when we started out so um and I think that kind of circles back to you know what happened to a lot of us during the lockdowns during the pandemic 
you know, we had time to rediscover those old hobbies or try an entirely new skill. Um, you know, and that can be for me, well, it was really eye opening for me. You know, I returned to photography, um, which I had always loved, but, you know, I hadn't done a great deal of um, in the last few years. And and once I started it, I just fell back in love with it. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd done it as a field, archae- field archaeologist, you know, in my first career. You know, I'd done a lot of the site photography, product, you know, product photography. <laughs> I don't mean product photography at all. I mean, um, finds photography um, and site photography and, um, you know, that kind of thing. And going on holiday, I was really, really keen at time. I had my film cameras then, which I still have now and I still use now. I have some beautiful vintage Pentax cameras, which I adore. Uh, you know, and I used to go on holiday and I used to like take film with me and, you know, really experiment with photography um, in some fantastic historic places. You know, I went to Pompeii and I t- took loads of photos there and just loved it. Um, and it's funny how, you know, you then put these things aside as life becomes busy you know it happens to us all but um once I got back into the photography I just knew that I couldn't let it go back into being just a hobby again and you know I threw myself into it you know and I think a lot of creative people they feel like they they once they find something they have to do it to the nth degree so you know I signed up for courses I did work online workshops I got all of the cameras out I was on YouTube watching videos on how to do lots of different things I signed up to loads of courses on different aspects of photography and you know just learn 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 and practice 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 and um, you know then it kind of came to that point where I just knew that you know I wanted to incorporate it into what I do for a living and that was quite scary actually like every time other time that I've changed my business it's been quite straightforward and I haven't felt any great anxiety about it I'll be honest it's just been like yep that's not right anymore I want to find a new path and you know I've made those changes um but for this one the photography yeah it was harder I think um I was putting myself on the line a lot more so you know you feel quite vulnerable and um it was quite difficult actually admitting that that's what I actually really was doing now you know it took me a while after I'd done all the web like put it all on the website and everything but I didn't really talk about it on social media for a long time because I was kind of scared of some of that negative blowback that you get sometimes when you're announcing that you're doing something new as a creative person and um you know and I did get I did get some some negative stuff and it sort of did hit me for six initially but um I think that because I was really really so engaged in it by that point it helped me push through some of that negativity you know like oh what's Kate doing now you know that kind of response but um actually you know I had some incredibly supportive people in the industry which really helped and I think you know having people surround you that are really kind of happy for you and positive really really helps so that was kind of my experience um with that but anyway moving on so another great big misconception misconception number two you can't do more than one thing so I think often people who don't run their own business kind of assume that you must be only doing one thing if you're running your business um that one thing that's truly your own um, but I think that's quite difficult because what if your heart lies in lots of different avenues for creative expression? So, you know, I, for instance, I absolutely love coaching other creative businesses, but I also need that artistic outlet that the photography gives me too. And I would never want to have to choose between the two. You know, they they complement each other. So, like, my ideal client base is the same for both of those things, but um, they offer me something personally very very different so you know working with other creatives is enormously rewarding and I love helping people and supporting people 
Um, but the photography just gives me that artistic um, outlet for, um, you know, all of the things that I want to kind of say about the world, I guess, you know, and, um, you know, I would never now want to choose between those two things again. So um, I'm lucky in that a lot of the people that book me for photography or for coaching often book me for the for the other so my ideal client is my target you know my target market is the same pretty much for both of the services the main services that I offer um but if for instance the the you know the additional thing that you might you might be thinking about adding into your services if that means that your clients for these two services are very very different then you might have to consider a slightly different approach than I do I mean I keep everything under one umbrella um, because I can, because my target market is, as I say, is the same. Um, but if it's different, then maybe you might have to think about having more than one website, more than one email list, and, um, you know, more than one set of social media accounts. And this can quickly get overwhelming. And I've had, I have done both in the past, where I have had two separate things, and it wasn't something that I felt was really enjoyable, I'll be honest. Um, and, um you know i rapidly started to outsource it um i had some a, a series of fantastic interns and assistants um who took a lot of the load off um if i was doing it again today i would absolutely for sure outsource a lot of it my i think um you know as much as i possibly could really um because if you keep it all under one roof then you might run the risk of trying to appeal to all of the different types of clients but in the process appeal to no one because your content is too scattered and you know you need to be kind of clear on what sort of additional workload running lots of separate accounts separate websites and everything as well as the monetary cost you know what what that impact that might have on you running your business and you know whether you need employees to help you in that respect or you know outsourcing as I say I'm a big fan of outsourcing um but you do need to think about those things so whilst I'm a big fan of just just going for it and doing what makes you happy you do need to kind of think about the practicalities of it and just the time the time that it takes to to run a successful business really um anyway moving on so then misconception number three you're only changing direction because it's hard, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of the negative people in your life or, you know, even strangers on the internet are really, really quick to say, oh, well, you know, you find being an entrepreneur too hard. That's why you're giving up. That's why you're changing direction. Um, and yeah, sometimes we change directions because things have become too hard, but not for the reasons that most people assume. You know, I gave up Wedding Star and Wedding, hi- wedding Styling, Wedding Hire because my family life was really, really suffering. And, you know, I really wanted my weekends and my summers back for myself, for my family, for my child. Um, and the year that I actually stopped doing all of that was actually one of the most financially successful years I'd had up to that point. You know, clients were rolling in. I was in demand, uh, you know, I'd won awards, um, you know, and it seemed like a really um, strange timing, I guess, to the outside world for me to just announce that I was stopping. Um However, at that point, I had already begun doing my hand-dyed silk ribbons and table linens, you know, as part of the styling that I used to offer. Um, and at that point, I'd already taken on doing quite a lot of styling for shoots for brands as well. So um, I was lucky in that respect in that I'd already started to diversify my income a bit. So, you know, I could literally just do the full stop. Right, I'm just not doing any more weddings. And um, I just 
just literally said one day, right, that's it. I'm not taking on any more. I fulfilled the, the, the jobs that I'd taken, that I'd agreed to do, the weddings that I'd agreed to do. And, and that was it. I just stopped. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was, I think, surprising to a lot of people. Like I had a lot of lovely messages from people saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're stopping. Um, you know, and, um, you know, I was just, it was, it was quite, um, it was a big decision to make, but, um, once I'd made that decision, uh, it was like a massive weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I felt lighter, relaxed. I was so relieved. And, you know, at that point, you know, you've made the right choice. So I like, it's literally zero regrets at that point. So, you know, basically I started to create a business that was, suitable for me, for my life, for my family, um, and that was still financially viable. Um, And it made me really happy to go to work every day again. You know, I didn't have that sinking feeling every time I knew there was another weekend book that I wouldn't be able to spend with my daughter, who was very young at the time. So when I'm coaching clients, and you know, this is one thing that I really recommend that you ask yourself to do, if you're thinking about having a complete change of direction, or even if you're just thinking about adding in, you know, something new alongside what you're already offering, I think it can be really, really good just to visualize, visualize it. So just have a, a little bit of a think about how your working day, your working week, working month might look like, um, you know, with this, with this new change of direction in this new new role that you might be giving yourself. And if it's all like smiles and you're feeling very happy about it, it's often the right path. I think sometimes, though, if there's tinges of sadness, it may well be because it's not that you intrinsically want to do something different. It's maybe that you just need to find better ways of working in your existing role. So, you know, getting you back in love with your business again is a key part of what I often do when I work with clients. So, you know, for example, setting client boundaries can really help managing workloads, outsourcing again, you know, that magical, magical thing, outsourcing, um, or, you know, or even just something, you know, quite big, but doesn't mean that you're stopping doing things like changing your client base. So maybe the reason it's not working for you is maybe that you're not going to be as creatively expressive as you would like, because you don't have the right clients. Maybe you're not getting the clients that allow you to explore your creativity to the full so it's not necessarily that you're in the wrong niche or you're in the wrong um service part of the industry um or that you're not writing making the right products but maybe you just don't have the right the right client base to be able to fully explore what you want to do with it so i think don't make any snap decisions you know take your time to really weigh up the pros and cons of changing direction um or or to add in add in new services um and just make sure that it really is the right decision for you. So I think just to sum up, I think what I'm trying to say is, is be multi-passionate, try all of the things and see what you love. Pour yourself 100% into every single thing that you try, give it give it your all. Um, your clients will love you for it because, you know, if you're really truly passionate about something that always comes across um, and you will love yourself too. And I think that's a really important part of business is to love what you do and to appreciate yourself as well so don't be confined by what society's expectations for by those around you of what an entrepreneur might must look like don't be held back by other people's opinions of your changes in direction trust me there will always be some negative reactions but you just need to learn to uh, to rise above them and you know trust your own judgment so go forth go and try all these amazing things do great things and be happy it's never too late to create your dream business